the God I never knew, talking about the Holy Spirit at Kalos Church. And last week, we wrapped up a series all about neighboring, meeting our neighbors. And I'm so excited because kind of as a conclusion to that series, tonight, weather permitting, we are going to have a party at the beach at Newcastle, which is going to be so exciting. We have a monster grill coming up. We got some yard games and ice cream, so many good things. Where are my ice cream lovers at? Just a beautiful thing. And it's a great chance to invite your neighbors, your friends, and just party as Kalos Church. We started as a party last year, if you guys remember that. And so we're kind of stepping into our origins a year later from our initial party. So please join us tonight. All the information's on our Google Calendar, on our private Facebook group, information's on our Instagram at Kalos Church. So we would love for you guys to join us. Awesome. So I am pumped about starting this brand new series, The God I Never Knew. You know, in church, we're taught a lot about the Father. We're taught a lot about Jesus, the Son. But the Holy Spirit is like the God many of us never grew up knowing. Who is the Holy Spirit? What does he do? What is he like? Is it an it? Is it just a, a wind? Is it, is it goosebumps on your arms when the song is really good and, and Becca's singing a powerful chorus? Like, what is the Holy Spirit all about? And so we're going to be diving into this. And for many of you who maybe grew up in churches or environments where people are like, ah, don't mess around with the Holy Spirit, don't, don't even dive into that territory, I hope that this can be a really helpful and scriptural understanding about what is going on with the Holy Spirit, because Jesus actually says a lot. And so we're going to dive into this, and so the God I never knew, and so I'm so pumped about this, and Full disclaimer, I, I was inspired by a lot of books and sermons myself, and especially a book called The God I Never Knew by a pastor named Robert Morris. And so I'm reading through that book a little bit, and I would encourage you to buy that and read through that so you can kind of see where I'm going. But I want to start off by reading from John 14, and then we're going to jump to John 16. And it says this in John 14, 15 through 18. If you love me, this is Jesus speaking, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Then in John 14, 25 through 26, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance the things that I said to you. In John 16, 7 through 15. I love these verses because here's the context. This is about 12 hours before Jesus is tortured and crucified. He has time alone with his disciples. It's not people, lawyers, or religious leaders trying to trap him or prove him wrong or discredit Jesus. This is Jesus having some special alone time with the disciples, people who he trained up to be the church and advance this kingdom of God. And this is the message he gives to them. And in verse 7, it says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, 
the spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you the things to come. Dear Father, I pray that as we talk about the Holy Spirit, I pray that we would be a place that surrenders and is open to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Lord, we do. We surrender to this place. I pray that you'd bring revelation and understanding for us who have been Christians for a long time, for us who are, aren't Christians or are just kind of curious about faith in Jesus. pray that this would be a time of great encouragement and understanding. We pray in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. And so Jesus says to his disciples, it is to your advantage that I am gone. It is to your advantage that I depart, because the Holy Spirit will guide you into truth. He will comfort you, and he will tell you the things to come. And so that's why I've titled this message, Thank God Jesus Isn't Here. Thank God Jesus Isn't Here. You know, Jesus says that it's to our advantage. You will know things to come. And I, I've experienced some amazing moments with the Holy Spirit where I've known things that I shouldn't have known in my mind, where I've experienced moves of God. But we've been taught many times that the Holy Spirit's weird and scary. And I, I remember when Pastor Amrith and I were dating, there's this moment where I wanted to surprise her. We had been driving a car. We went to a gas station to fill that car up with gas. And uh, she will probably tell the story differently than I will. It's been a point of contention in a relationship. Even before we were dating, we argued about this. But she is at the gas station, and as I can only describe in a fit of rage, she punched her gas cover, and it broke off and fell to the ground. And I said, Amrita, what anger you have. And she was like, the better to punch the gas with. I was like, what is going on? So I, I, I knew she was going on a trip, and she would leave her car at home. She was getting on a flight. And I, I decided, you know, I like this girl. I want to show her that I'm a, I'm a man. I'm a handy. I can fix things. You break things with your rage and anger. I'm going to fix it. No big deal. And so as she's gone, I, I take her car, and I, I, I learn how to fix the gaslight. And I, I study. I'm watching YouTube videos. And eventually, I just, I just buy a container of glue. And I glue that lid back onto the gas can. And, you know, that little flap. And it works perfectly. And then Amritha, she calls me from her trip. I forget where she is. And she says, hey, the weirdest thing just happened. I, I was sleeping last night, and I had a dream. And in the dream, I vividly saw you fixing my car and making sure that my gas canister was on there perfectly. And uh, it was just so nice. Wow. Isn't that something? And I'm like... You know when you're trying to surprise someone and someone leaks the surprise, like a surprise party, and someone leaks it, and you're like, ah, I tried so hard to keep this thing a secret, and then someone ruins it? Have you ever had that experience? Ah, oh, man, it's the worst. Well, how much worse is it when it's not a friend doing it, but it's the Holy Spirit that's ruining your surprise? And you're like, come on! 
She's like, I had this dream. The Holy Spirit, maybe he was speaking to me. I'm like, Holy Spirit. All right, there are so many questions we have on earth. You know, those whys, like Pastor Amritha has talked about. Like, why do we drive in a parkway? Why do we park in a driveway? There's so many things we don't know, and there's so many things Pastor Amritha doesn't know, but the thing he chose to reveal to her in a dream was a surprise that just an innocent Man, trying to win the heart of a young lady was trying to do it. And I'm like, Holy Spirit, why you got to steal my thunder? Come on. Come on. But the thing is, she is a woman of God. She was tuned into the Holy Spirit. And like Jesus said in this passage, describing the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will tell you the things to come. Have you ever had a moment where you knew something that you didn't know why you knew that and it came true? Or you, you felt like, oh, I'm not supposed to take this road or get into this car. I'm supposed to talk to this person. And then you're like, whoa, what happened here? Like, how did I know that? And I, I just think there's something in this advantage that we aren't exploring as a church enough. And it's having a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. Having a personal relationship with the Father Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And I believe it's a major advantage. But if we're honest with ourselves, we have been scared of the Holy Spirit. We've thought the Holy Spirit is just for weird people, emotional people, people who don't believe in reason and science, people who are caught up in... The miracles, you've been around the teaching, he's been the one you've given up your life to follow, and then he says, hey, I'm going to go away, and it's to your advantage. You're like, what? I gave up my fishing business, I gave up my life to follow you. How could it ever be to my advantage that you leave? You're my savior, you're my hero. But he says, it's because I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And I think, Kalos Church, if we're not taking advantage of the Holy Spirit, if we're not walking in the advantage that Jesus promised us, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's not right. And so I want to challenge us today to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, especially if you're struggling with those things. Specifically, Jesus says the Holy Spirit will help us with. And so I'm going to share a couple of things that help us understand who the Holy Spirit is. And so the first thing I want to share is this. The Holy Spirit is your helper. The Holy Spirit is your helper. Just like Jesus said, he will guide you into truth. He will help you remember the sayings of Jesus. He will convict you of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Have you ever had a moment where you are about to do something and you feel like, that's sin. I can't do that anymore. I'm convicted. Ah, uh, I should not have said that. I should not have made this decision. Oh, I don't know. Should I pirate this, this movie on the internet? I, I, something doesn't feel... Lord, should I steal this movie on the internet? Should I? Lord, is it in your perfect will for me to steal a movie by downloading it illegally and pirating it? And you're like, you ever pray those dumb prayers where you're like, Lord, should I sin? Should I steal? But then you, you feel like the Holy Spirit or something tell you, oh, I'm a, I'm a follower of Jesus. I just can't do that anymore. Or you're, you're in a fight with maybe your spouse or a friend, and you're about to say the perfect mean comeback. You know, it's just, it's right there in the palm of your hand, and you're like, there's a pause. And you, you feel maybe a whisper of God, or you feel a moment where you're like, I could say that, and it's amazing. 
and I'll probably blog about it later. <laughs> but I'm not going to say it. And I, I believe that's part of what the Holy Spirit does. Jesus says that the Holy Spirit will convict us. And there are times in our life where we don't know right and wrong. And we can find general direction from the Bible. But for those moments where we're looking for specific direction, you're gonna, honestly, this might be a little controversial to you, but you're not going to find that in the Bible. If you ask the Bible, who am I supposed to marry? You're never going to find the name Amritha in there. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> and so we use the Bible and we can find general will, but you cannot find specific will because there are just certain names like Amritha that aren't in the scriptures. And so we tune to the Holy Spirit. Is this right or is this wrong? Who should I marry? What business decisions should I make? The Holy Spirit is the one who guides us into all truth. He convicts us of sin. There's a lot of hell in our life, and quite literally, the Holy Spirit convicts the hell out of us. He helps us become more like Jesus. The Holy Spirit convicts us into righteousness, helps us to have right standing with God. The Holy Spirit talks about the judgment that the devil has been taken off. He has no authority on this earth. The Holy Spirit is the one who guides us into all these things. You know, a while back ago, I learned about the power of having a personal guide in your life. Pastor Amritha and I, we went to the Dominican Republic. Actually, I think it was like seven years ago, I believe, for my dad's 60th birthday. And uh, actually, today, it's his 67th birthday. We did it. 67 years old. Come on. And uh, happy birthday, Dad. And uh, we're in the Dominican Republic, and we heard about this place called the 27 Waterfalls. And we were like, we have to go. 27 Waterfalls right in a row. So we go there, and we register. You have to buy a ticket. And it's kind of a weird registration situation. They made us take off our tennis shoes and put on, like, wingtip loafers. I'm like, I don't want to hike on this. And they're like, it's the rules. You have to hike in wingtip loafers. They're like, okay, I don't get it. And they said, this is going to be your personal guide. His name is Miguel. And we really want you to travel with him up these waterfalls because uh, people have died on these falls. <laughs> and it's really crazy. And so we follow Miguel. And this guy is like such a man's man. He's shirtless. He's walking around with machete. He's like, do you see that? In the distance, we're like, we see nothing. He sprints off. He climbs up a tree. He grabs a snake and cuts off the head with the machete. We're like, Miguel, who are you? You're amazing. You are the best. At one point, he was like, lady, you want mango? We're like, I'm not a lady, but yes, I, I'll take the mango. And uh, he climbs up another tree, and he just shakes it, and all these mangoes start to fall. He grabs it, and the same way he killed the snake, he cuts the mango in half, and he feeds it to us. And we're like, this is the most delicious thing I've ever tasted in my life. Do you remember that? It was so good. So we climb up all these waterfalls, and it is difficult climbing up rushing water. Like, he's like, okay, place your hand on this water and then grab this water and make sure your foot is on this water and your hips are close to this water. We're like, this is so difficult. And he's guiding us and he's helping us. And very quickly, we realized if Miguel was not here, we would be dead. We would grab the wrong rock, or grab the wrong route, or we would take the wrong place. And so we follow his lead and we make it up all 27 waterfalls. And then we're like, all right, Miguel, where's the path down? And he says, we jump. We're like, what? There's no path down? He's like, we are going to jump down every single one of these 27 waterfalls. That's how we get out of here. And uh, he starts giving us specific instructions. 
he says, all right, you cannot walk to the ledge here. You have to go back a couple paces, and you have to sprint and jump. Because if you jump at the very end without a running start, you will die. I'm like, oh, thanks, Miguel. And then, so we were like, okay. And Amrita's like, you go first, honey. You go first. If you live, I'll consider it. I'll, I'll consider it. And then there are other parts where he says, okay. I mean, these are huge jumps, like 30, 40, 50 feet tall. And he goes, okay, if you jump in this, like, three-foot gap, in this, this hole that has, like, a perimeter of three feet or whatever, you will live. But if you jump over here, you will die. We're like, thanks, Miguel. This is so scary. And he starts giving us specific instructions. And we, sure, sure enough, we run and we jump and we make it in these holes. And we make it all the way through. And we, we live. Can we get a good applause for that? We did it. Pastor Armita's hardcore. She jumped down 27 waterfalls. But without Miguel, without that guide, without someone who knew the, the nooks and the crannies, what to go towards, what to avoid, honestly, I don't think we would have survived. I don't, I don't think we would have made it. And in the same way, I feel like as Christians, many of us are living weak and powerless lives. We're stuck in the same ruts of sin. We don't feel like we're making a difference sharing the gospel in our workplace or our families. We just don't feel like we're getting traction. And I think a huge reality of that is we are not taking advantage of the power and the presence and the personality of the Holy Spirit in our lives, just like Jesus said would be our advantage. And so the Holy Spirit is our helper. He is the one who helps us Get over sin. He is the one who helps us understand truth. He is the one who helps guide us in our daily lives. And there are so many benefits even in the Holy Spirit. Like there's something called the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5.22. It says this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. That's called the fruit of the Holy Spirit. There's something called the gifts of the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10, the scriptures say, To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. And we'll get into more details as this series progresses on some of those gifts and those realities of what the Holy Spirit helps us to operate in. But there's a lot in the scripture that is dependent on knowing the Holy Spirit. Amen. The fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, the truth that Jesus promises us, the guidance, the remembering of everything Jesus says for us to remember. We need the Holy Spirit. And yet it's the God many of us don't know. And it's the God many of us are afraid to talk about in church because there's this reputation of the Holy Spirit. You know, a tingly, if, if worship is long, that's how we know the Holy Spirit is here. <laughs> you know, like, it, it, the Holy Spirit is a person with a personality. And if we, if we simply think of the Holy Spirit as a force or an idea, we will not have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. You don't have a relationship with someone you don't consider a person. It's only when you can see the Holy Spirit as a person 
with a personality that you can foster a healthy relationship with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, we are so afraid, though, of the Holy Spirit being weird, and so we avoid. And I, I just want to let you know, there are a lot of weird people with the Holy Spirit. Can I get a good amen? We've all seen it. Seen it. There, I've, seen, I've been that person. I've literally walked up to people and said, I feel like the Holy Spirit's telling me to do this, and I punched them in the stomach. That was before I really understood my faith and knew all the weird things. I've walked up to people in gas stations. I'd be like, I feel like the Holy Spirit's telling me, your name is... Spirit's a person with a personality and feelings. The Holy Spirit, the scripture says, can be grieved, can be vexed. The Holy Spirit is a person with a personality. And you know, in, in Jesus' time on earth, people called Jesus a demon. And now people call moves of the Holy Spirit demonic. Now I just think we should learn from the mistakes of our past. The religious leaders of the day, they're like, oh, here comes the son of man eating and drinking like we talked about last week. And they called him a glutton and a drunkard. And then they called John the Baptist a, de a demon because he wasn't eating or drinking. And when Jesus healed people, they say he's... I just feel like we can repeat those same mistakes if we discount, discount the power and presence and the moves and the power of the Holy Spirit and call it a demonic move of God. I just think that's a real dangerous thing because the Holy Spirit has feelings. Him, he, not it, not force, not energy. And I, I believe that the Holy Spirit wants a personal relationship with you. And so today, even, I want to challenge you. Don't see the Holy Spirit simply as an it. And the third thing I really want to share today is, is this. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. You know, if I, if I came to most Christians or some Christians, I don't want to discount too many people, but if I walked up to a lot of Christians and I say, I worship Jesus, amen, brother, I'm with you, love Jesus. If I said, oh, I worship God the Father, amen, that's the right move, love it. But if I walked up to a lot of people and I say, I worship the Holy Spirit, there's a little cringe factor for some people. Are you allowed to do that? You worship the Holy Spirit? And I, I think this is an indicator that we don't believe in the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Three gods in one. And so it is okay for us to worship God the Father, amen? Where are my worshipers at? It's okay for us to worship God the Father, amen? It's okay for us to worship Jesus, amen? Come on, I need more, a, little, a little more love than that. It's okay to worship Jesus in this place, amen? <laughs> All right, come on, somebody. And uh, I think it's perfect for us to worship the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I mean, in Matthew 12, 32, Jesus says this, Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. That's a scary sentence, and I don't want that to fill you with fear. You're not, you're, you're going to be forgiven. But I think, I think it is um, an indicator of how seriously Jesus regards the Holy Spirit. Hey, you can hurt me, and yeah, that's going to be forgiven. But if you come against the Holy Spirit, you're walking in dangerous territory. But like, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, people are hesitant. People are worried. People are afraid. 
people warn you to not get into churches that celebrate the Holy Spirit too much. And I think that's super, super dangerous. You know, when we um, first moved here to Bellevue um, a little over a year ago, about a year and three months ago, we were visiting all these different churches in different states. Um, you know, as far as Florida, we visited churches and a lot of churches in the Bellevue area on the east side over in Seattle and Ballard. We visited churches from all over, so you will not guess what church I'm about to talk to, talk about. But I, I walked into a church, and someone recognized us from our Instagram and wanted to introduce me to the pastor of that church. And so we're learning. We wanted to see what it was like in the area. And so I'm really excited to talk about any pastors, especially as we're starting a church. Walk up to this pastor. I get introduced, and the pastor actually doesn't even ask me my name. Doesn't ask me how I enjoyed the service. It's not really warm to me at all. And this is kind of alarming. I really value warm, welcoming environments. It's something we really love to do here at Kalos Church. Love Linda and the Connections team. I think they do a killer job of that. And uh, we don't want to just be a friendly church, but a church of friends. And so, so this guy doesn't ask me anything about myself, but he does ask one question. And he goes, all right, you're church planning. Do you, do you believe in the present activity of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is alive and moving. That's his first question. I'm like, that's a bold question, sir. <laughs> first question. And I say, absolutely. I celebrate the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I believe that the Holy Spirit can do whatever he wants to do. Uh, he is God, not me. Yes, absolutely. You know, the scripture said that in the last days, I will pour my spirit out on all flesh, sons and daughters. And uh I believe, if anything, we're closer to the last days now than we were previously in history, right? Because that's how time works. And so if you're telling me we're not, we were in the last days back then, but we're not now. And so the Holy Spirit's not moving now. That's actually confusing to me because of my understanding of time. It's just me, though. And so, yeah, absolutely. I believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I believe in the present day activity of the Holy Spirit. And he says something. Especially in, in light of what Jesus says in the scripture, that I'm going to give you a helper, an advocate, a guide, someone that's going to convict you, someone that, hey, you can speak against me, but don't speak against the Holy Spirit. Like, Jesus speaks really, really well of the Holy Spirit. We can agree with that, right? And then this pastor says, well, okay, well, if you're going to welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit, if you're going to believe in the present day move of the Holy Spirit, you're not going to last at all in Bellevue. <laughs> You're not going to make it as a church plant. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, who, who wants to discourage a church planter? <laughs> like, who, who's, like, eager to do that? I mean, obviously, he was trying to figure out if he was for me or against me. That was his first question. And then he, he, he it was like a dagger in my heart. He says, you're not going to make it in Bellevue. You're not going to cut it. And, you know, as a church planter, you're already so scared and insecure. He said that. But you know what? I... I do believe in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I, I, I don't think it's a disadvantage that we celebrate the Holy Spirit. Like this pastor said, and I, I did not receive that. I shook it off me. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is the greatest advantage we could ever have as Kalos Church. To find truth. To remember what Jesus said. And Jesus said the Holy Spirit, he's not going to speak on his own authority. He's going to point you to Jesus. No one can say Jesus is Lord, unless the Spirit gives them utterance to do so. 
And I believe that the Holy Spirit is the greatest advantage we could ever have, the greatest gift we could ever have. He's our counselor. He's our advocate. And I, I just said, Pastor, yeah, we do celebrate the Holy Spirit. We do want him. And you know what? And I, I'm not speaking judgment on any other churches, but I will tell you this. That church shut down three months later. Three months later. Don't speak ill of the Holy Spirit. He's our helper. He's our friend. He's our God. And I want to leave you with this prayer from 2 Corinthians 13, 14. Paul says this, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let's bow our heads. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. We repent if we've rejected you or boxed you out or if we've hesitated to reveal to, to, to accept you. Holy Spirit, we just repent in this place. And I pray that you would guide us into truth. We don't want to believe anything that's not in the scriptures. We're not trying to believe anything that Jesus didn't promise us. But Jesus, we want to take advantage of everything you've given. And you said it's to our advantage as disciples that you would leave so that you could send the Holy Spirit. So we as Kalos Church, we receive the Holy Spirit. We receive this advantage. We receive the counsel, the guidance, and the truth of the Holy Spirit. Now, I just want to challenge all of you. Would you get to know the Holy Spirit? Like Paul prays, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Would you learn how to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Would you learn how to fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Don't ignore him anymore. He's pursuing your heart in your heart. Amen. Amen. You know, in this place as well, I realize that you guys can look at me. And we're going we're gonna to sing really quickly, but before I do that, I, I just want to encourage you, if you don't have a relationship with God at all, if you're still stuck in your sins and stuck in shame, stuck in weakness, and you're like, I, I just... I can't do this anymore. Maybe you're, you had a relationship with God one time, but now you're far. Maybe you've never had a relationship with God. I just want to let you know that today can be your new beginning. The Holy Spirit can counsel you, and guide you, even right now. And I, I want to pray for those of you who would say, Pastor Pradeepin, I want God to forgive me of my sins. I want to have a relationship with God. And so can we bow our heads one more time, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to make the decision to follow Jesus. So if you're in this place and you're saying, Pastor Pradeepin, I want forgiveness. I want to surrender my life to God. I want to follow Jesus. Would you pray for me? On the count of three, I want you to raise your hand boldly so I can pray for you. One, two, three. Just lift up your hand right now. I'd love to pray for you to make the decision to follow Jesus Christ. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Kayla, let's all pray this prayer together. It's going to be on the screen, and we're just going to say it all at the same time. Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Take control of my life. I turn from my old ways and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. Can we give God a round of applause in this place? Hey, if you prayed that prayer... Make sure you fill this card out and check off, I want to follow Jesus. 
We don't want you to walk through this journey alone. We want to walk with you, support you. We have classes like with the Aronas where they'll walk you through understanding what following Jesus looks like. And we, we just want to make sure you're not alone. All right, why don't we stand up to our feet and let's sing and uh, we're going to worship.